my wonderful friends, I want to thank God for your life. The Lord has preserved your life. He loves you. He wants to save you. We are talking about salvation. You know why? Did you see what happened on March 11th in Japan? When four-story building, two trains were all pushed into the sea. Cars, which were meant for exportation, were all carried away by the sea, by the tsunami. This world is useless. Don't waste your time. If God blesses you with your home, with a car, praise God. But don't go after this to offend God. Because judgment is surely coming. Fix your eyes on God. Don't set your mind on things of this world. If God blesses you, praise his name. But don't do anything contrary to God's will for material things of this world. There is one sin God cannot forgive. That's my topic. One sin God cannot forgive you. This is very scary. One sin God cannot forgive you. Shall we pray? Father, I need your help to help me. Touch my lips and grant that whatever I say, it will be nothing but the truth. May your children not hear my voice. May they hear the sweet voice of Jesus. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God forgives all sins. That's what I know. That is why Jesus came into the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. The Bible tells me in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, he forgives. He even promised in Isaiah 44 verse 22, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins, return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. This is God promising. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have a kind God. One time Moses wanted to see the face of God. He wanted to have a real personal uh, intimacy with God. And God said, well, I will do this. And listen to what happened. God hid him somewhere. And as God was passing, listen to the pronouncements he made. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. God forgives his gracious, his merciful, his kind. He says in Isaiah, Chapter 1, verse 18. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now and let, let us reason together. Come now, let us reason together. It doesn't matter what you have done. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, verse 19, you shall eat the good of the land. If you be willing, so it's a matter of willingness. If there's a sin in you, you want God to remove it willingly, he will do it. God forgave Adam and Eve for willful disobedience. You know the story, Genesis chapter 3, verses 15 to 21. God gave them aprons instead of leaves that they were trying to cover their shamefulness and their nakedness. 
God forgave Moses. God forgave Moses. He forgave Moses for killing an Egyptian and made him a prophet. A prophet who could speak face to face with God. God forgave Abraham for committing adultery with his mates. God forgave Rahab, a prostitute, and gave birth to Salmon when she got married to one of the spies who went to Jericho. Gave birth to Salmon, and Salmon gave birth to Obed. And Obed married the great-granddaughter of Lot, who had an affair with his own daughter, and Ruth, the great-granddaughter of Lot, married Boaz, the grandson of Rahab, a prostitute, and gave birth to Obed, and gave birth, Obed gave birth to Jesse, and Jesse gave birth to David, and David gave birth to Joseph, and Joseph gave birth to Jesus. God forgives all kinds of sins, any kind of sin, murder, adultery. He forgave Mary Magdalene for being a prostitute. This is to say God forgives murder, adultery, fornication, lying, stealing, only to mention a few. He forgave Jacob, who stole the blessings of his father and of his brother and gave him a new name, Israel. And the name is still there. It has become a nation on the map of the world. So what is that sin God doesn't forgive? Listen very carefully. In Matthew chapter 12, and this is coming from the lips of Jesus, no prophet spoke about this except Jesus and David. And I'll tell you why. You see the connection between them? David the father and Jesus the son. Matthew 12. Jesus had just finished healing a blind man, somebody who was sick. Possessed with the devil, not a blind man. Someone who was possessed with the devil. And Jesus healed him. Let me read from verse 22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. Can you imagine one person possessed, blind and dumb? And he healed him in so much that the blind and the dumb both spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow, did you hear that? This fellow, he does cast out devils by the Beelzebub, the prince of devils. They are giving the credit to Satan. Then Jesus couldn't help but to say this. Verse 31, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Jesus said, there is nothing I can do for anybody who speaks against the Holy Ghost. I am not surprised that today the Holy Spirit has become fanfare. People joke with it in churches. Be careful. The sin against the Holy Ghost it's unpardonable. What does it mean to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit? Listen to me, my dear friend. Blasphemia, blasphemous, 
It means the following. Speaking evil of. Jude verse 8. Ephesians 8. I mean 4.31. To rail. To shout. To shout at Jesus. At God. In the name of the Holy Spirit. It's a blasphemy. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 11. To revile, insulting and cursing. I have heard people, prominent people, cursing people on the television. I curse anybody who speaks against my ministry. A so-called man of God. It's a blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. To slander. To slander a man of God. Romans 3, 8. To slander. To say bad words against people when you know it is not true. Because the image of God is in that person. And then to insult. To insult somebody. You are a fool. It's a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So the Greek word blasphemia means all this. You do any of this, you have blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. What is the work of the Holy Ghost? In John chapter 16, verses 7 to 11. John 16, 7 to 11. Listen to the work of the Holy Spirit. So you don't offend him. John 16, 7 to 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. The Holy Spirit will reprove the world of sin. The pastor will tell people you are sinning. He will call sin by his true name. When a man of God is filled with the Holy Spirit, he will talk about sin. He will talk about righteousness, obedience to God's commandments, and of the impending judgment. Any man of God who is filled with the Holy Spirit will speak about sin, the righteousness, obedience to God, and the impending judgment of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and see you no more. Of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. Satan has been judged. Satan has been judged. Verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? Here it is. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will H-U-G-U-I-D-E. He will guide you into all truth. And what is the consequence of truth? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And there are three truths in the Bible. Jesus, John 14, verse 6. The word of God, the entire Bible, John 17, 17. And the Ten Commandments, Psalm 119, verse 145. These are the three truths. God wrote the Ten Commandments. Jesus came in the, as a person. God incarnated. He's the truth. And the Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. It is the truth. Three truths. If you reject them, you are in trouble. He says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truths. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show you it unto you. Everything about me, he will reveal it to you. He will make you like me. He will change you. He will translate you. He will transform your life. 
The Greek word is elego. Elego means to convince, to convict, and to convert, and refute and expose and bring to shame that which is not true. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Greek word there is eloku, is to convince you that what you're doing is wrong, and to convict you that if you don't stop, judgment is coming, and then to convert you if you are willing to obey. He changes you, and that is where repentance, confession, and baptism comes in, and God gives you the Holy Spirit to come and live in you. And then he refutes and exposes and brings to shame that which is contrary to the word of God. He pricks your conscience that what you're doing is not good. It is used 17 times in the Bible. The great Greek word, that Greek word, eleko, E-L-E-G-C-H-O. E-L-E-G-C-H-O. It's applied 17 times in the New Testament alone. The Holy Spirit reproves us, convinces us, convicts us of sin, converts us, wrong habits or doings which are contrary to the word of God. He convicts us of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. That is his work. That is his work, Matthew chapter 12, 31 and 32. Matthew 12, 31, 32. Wherefore, and say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whatsoever a man speaketh against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world. Jesus says, even my blood cannot cover it. Because he is God. It's like you are insulting God. Listen to my favorite writer again, Ellen G. White. He says, none will be condemned for not heeding light. And knowledge that they never had. And they could not obtain. But many refuse to obey truth that is presented to them by Christ's ambassadors. Because they wish to conform to the world's standards. And the truth that has reached their understanding, the light that has shone in their soul, will condemn them in the day of judgment. In other words, God has given you the opportunity to hear all these things that I'm talking to you. All the things about the five lies of Satan. All the things about all the sermons you have heard. All the things about baptism and communion service. Everything God wants you to know to be saved, you heard it. If you reject it, you have rejected the Holy Spirit. Not me. I'm an ordinary person. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truths. Brings us to new light in the scripture. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things about God. There was a man who never knew anything about the Sabbath. And when he heard it, he resigned his job and kept the Sabbath of God. God is looking for people who will respond to his voice and not turn their backs towards God. Can you imagine you calling your, your daughter and then advising your daughter and your daughter snuffs you and say, Daddy, I heard it, but I won't do it. And why says, no one need look upon the sin against the Holy Spirit as something mysterious and indefinable. The sin against the Holy Ghost is the sin of persistent refusal to respond to the invitation 
to repent. That is it. The Bible confirms what this lady is saying. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 to 6. Listen to the word of God, my dear brother. My dear sister, I love you so much. I want you to know the truth because I want to see you in the kingdom of God. For it is impossible. He didn't say it is possible. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. Enlightened. You heard it. You read it from the Bible. And have tasted of the heavenly gift. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. He said, oh, the man is telling the truth. Because the Spirit convicted you. And have tasted the good word of God. You heard the word of God and said, this is truth. And the powers of the world to come. That Jesus is coming again. And the Antichrist is in the world already. And if they shall fall away. In other words, if you turn your deaf ear to it. To renew them again unto repentance. Seeing they crucify to themselves. The Son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. Did you hear that? So if you reject Jesus' command, you put him to an open shame. You disgrace him. You say, I don't care about you. I won't listen to you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. Down. For if we willfully sin after we have heard and received the knowledge of the truth, very minute no more sacrifice for sin. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. If God speaks to you and you willfully disobey what he has told you, don't expect Jesus' blood to, come, to cover you up. It's serious. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20 to 22 says, Your end will be worse than your beginning. What are the steps that lead to unpardonable sin? Psalm 19. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 14. Now we are listening to David. David spoke about it. Psalm 19 speaks about that sin. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. Listen to that. Moreover, by the Ten Commandments, your servant is warned. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. Those who fear God, they will be rewarded. Where is the reward? Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Say, blessed are they that keep his commandments, that they may have the right to enter into the city and to the tree of life. Now look at verse 12 of uh, Psalm 19. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Now here comes this, the main thing. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. The great transgression is the unpardonable sin. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That was David's prayer. So David is telling us what presumptuous sin is. 
The way to unpardonable sin is presumptuous sin. These sins are willful and deliberate rebellions against the light and the conscience God has given you. Those who commit such will soon be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. He said, don't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin will deceive you and so everybody is doing it. Everybody is doing that. This doesn't matter. All right? Such sins are judged by death. Let me read to you. Numbers chapter 15. God said there is no forgiveness. If I speak to you and you turn me down, don't come to me for salvation. I will never answer your prayers. I will never save you unless you come with a repentant heart and do what Joel chapter 2 verses 12 to 14 says. Numbers chapter 15. Listen to verses 30 and 33. But the soul that doeth ought presumptuously, who sins presumptuously, whether he be born in Israel or a stranger, the same reproaches the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people, because he had insulted the word of the Lord and had broken his commandments. That soul shall be utterly cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him. These are serious warnings. So my dear friends, take on, be very careful. How do you avoid it? How do you avoid it? Read 2 Chronicles chapter 33. Read the whole chapter. And we talk, talk to you about a man called Manasseh. Do what he did. The best way to avoid it is to wait on God. Confess your sins and repent as Manasseh did. Keep the commandments of God. Don't willfully live in a known sin. It is dangerous. Psalm 19 verses 7 to 8. Wait on God and pray using daily devotion and ask the Holy Spirit to baptize you, to come and live in you. Number four, patiently wait on God. Do not rationalize your sin. Don't give excuses for the bad things you're doing against God. Follow what the Bible says, not when, what men says. Five, be single-minded, wait on God. Be willing to be willing. Let me repeat myself. Be willing to be willing to obey God at all costs. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 to 8. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Read these two passages. It will give you a lot of insight. Blessed is the man who thinks about God morning and evening. Let me read that to you. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall P-R-O-S-P-E-R, -E prosper. Praise the Lord. Wait on God. Believe that the Holy Spirit will not lead you into trouble. For the Holy Spirit will not lead you to where the grace of God cannot sustain you. Wait on God. Thirst after righteousness. Matthew 5, 6. Thirst after righteousness. Wait on God by spending time with God. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Continue to wait on God. 
Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He will reveal so many things to you that you will never know of. And finally, love the truth. Love the truth. The three truths I've told you. Jesus, the Bible, and his commandments. Acts 5. Acts chapter 5 verse 32. And Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 to 23. The Holy Spirit has revealed many things to you. He's expecting you to obey. Obey. Love God and keep his commandments. Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep his commandments and have the faith of Jesus. He is coming soon. He is coming to destroy this world of Satan. He wants you home. He wants you to come and live with him forever. That's why he came to die. Oh, my father, if we have committed this unpardonable sin, we are still alive. Help us to come back to you in repentance and be transformed and be saved. It's my honest prayer. My dear friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you perfect peace and power to obey God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Amen. Yes, my dear friend, now that you know that particular sin, that sin against the Holy Spirit, avoid it. Seek for help from God, and the Lord will help you to avoid it. It is safer to avoid doing that. Friend, we still have the DVDs and the audio CDs that have been made ready for you. We make sure there are enough copies for as many people as want them. You can make your request, we will let you have them. Then we also want to let you know that we welcome any amount of donation that to help keep this program on the air for other people to also come to hear this gospel news. God will bless you as you do so. And next week, the same day, same time, we're coming back for you for, with another blessed message. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God's servant pastor, Dr. Andrews Lawrence O, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer, or counseling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.